And... Can you hear the plane going? Do you know where you are going when you die? <laughs> How's it going, guys? One of these mornings, I'm going away. I'm going to heaven to stay. <laughs> I don't know how maybe morning, not a noon. See the Father and by his side to stand. Come on, there'll be no sorrow, no sadness, just only complete gladness. Oh. But any day I know and I know that I am a going home that I'll shout Sam Cook Hallelujah and you praise Well, thank you very kindly, the late, great Sam Cook. Shout out, Sam Cook. Did you know that I think his name was K, I mean, C O O K. But he added an E at the end because it looked more sophisticated. Shout out to Sam Cook. Did you know he was a Christian? He's dead. I think he was part of the 27-year-old or 26-year-old or maybe 30-something when he died. Too young. Was it a plane crash? Anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> uh, back when good music was made, when people could actually play instruments and sing. Uh, I thought it was an alarm going off. So we're going to cover Nikki Haley, based Nikki Haley, and based Don Lemon. Talking about the ladies. She, Don Lemon of Comedy Nonsense Network is the one who got me in trouble, I think. He got me my strike on YouTube because I, well, not he personally, but me talking, overreacting to his overreaction. He talked about election deniers, and so I got a strike on YouTube because I, I denied that they are election deniers. It's a silly buzzword. But anyway, uh, he says Nikki Haley is past her prime. Going to talk about that a little bit. It's pretty funny. She's 
pr- playing all nicey nice regarding Donald Trump, our greatest president. But yet she's running for president, and she claims that he got his blessing or something, <laughs> or permission. Uh, I have some clips to play. Uh, that Nord Stream sabotage? Ridiculous. We'll talk about that. There's a woman, a base woman. Who is this woman? I don't know. Asking real questions. Did Sleepy Joe uh, sabotage the Nord Stream pipeline? That's the one from Russia to the, to Europe. And uh, Sleepy Joe allegedly, or, or America allegedly, doesn't want Russia making all that money for their war by selling cheap natural gas to Europe. So nat- So Europe is all in the cold right now, maybe. And the world government versus Elon Musk. Elon Musk denounced the world government, but based Klaus Schwab says we will be the master of the world, (laughs) at least according to a Twitter clip that I came across at the World Government Summit. And some other things. All that and your calls if you would like to call in. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show. One, two, three, four. Oh. How you guys doing? I am fine. Trailer Park Brett asks on Twitch. Did you know I stream on Twitch? And so does Nick stream. Uh, Anchor Baby show. He streams on Twitch as well. But uh, is that a, was that a Negro spiritual? I suppose you might have called it a Negro spiritual. But I don't. I don't know. Any day now, by Sam Cook, and I am wearing my The Big Stick T-shirt. It's a reference to the USS Iowa. USS Iowa, it says in script handwriting. 1980, 1943 to 1984. That's not too bad of a run. USS Iowa. It looks more neon in, on, this, on this monitor that I'm looking at than it is in real life. But anyway, I think over here it looks relatively closer to that. I like that green color t-shirt. Um, yes, I'm still in detention, Jalopy, if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, over on YouTube. But I should be back Saturday, maybe, or Monday, if I happen to do a stream on Saturday evening. I don't know if that'll work. Sometimes I do those beach streams. Let's dive right into this mess, shall we, guys? Nikki Haley announced her run for uh, president, so-called president. She's that woman. My introduction to her was um, when she was a governor of South Carolina. I finally got it straight. South Carolina. Because that's where Dylan Roof shot up that black church. Because he heard about all this racism stuff. And he had a black friend. Like one of his best friends was like this mixed black guy. Kid. Dylan Roof. The bowl cut uh, guy who got into the white thing. 
And then he learned that, you know, he searched black on white crime and found some true information about blacks attacking whites. He said, you guys are raping our women and racially mixing and it's not a, it's a mess. So he wanted to start a race war as if the race war is not already ongoing and raging against whites and bring it on whites even further, apparently in some twisted way. And so uh, he went to a black church. He wanted to go to, um, I, I always say this, some drug dealers, you know, cr- actual criminals who were doing real harm, but then they shoot back, so he went to a black church. And he felt so nice at this Bible study at this black church with the Democrat running the show, or a Democrat there anyway. How can you be a Democrat and go to church and be a Christian? Got to be black. Actually, there's some black-hearted whites who are, I think they're whites, who are Democrats and think they're Christians. <laughs> Ridiculous. But uh, he shot up and he had pictures of himself with the Rhodesia flag, which is a white country that got taken over in Africa, I think. And he had a, the beautiful rebel flag, the con- so-called Confederate flag. Shout out to the Confederates. Real American heroes, some of them. Very fine people on both sides, right? Um, and so this sleaze bag called Tanahasi Coates said, "Get rid of the uh, Confederate flag, take it down." He's this black propped up writer on at who was on the Atlantic, far left outlet, and so Nikki Haley complied, and so did Amazon complied. All of these so-called American companies and institutions tore down the flag that honored their American brothers who were forced to stay part of the Union against their will, and they went to war over it, and 600,000 Americans died in this so-called civil war, the war of northern aggression, the war between the states, to force the South not to be allowed to secede, which is supposed to be a constitutional right. And so she's, you know, in honor of that history, the beautiful... South Carolina flew the beautiful American Confederate flag, Confederate American flag on their Capitol grounds. She, and she took it down to not be divisive, something stupid like that. So that was my introdu- introduction to her. And then Trump appointed her to be, and then she spoke against Trump when Trump was running for office back in 2015, 2016. She called him bad things or something. She's silly. So, uh, he put her, he made her leave the beautiful South Carolina. As I told you on just the Jesse Lee Peterson show, truthsocial.com slash at real Donald Trump. He's all, I did a favor to the beautiful people of South Carolina by appointing Nikki Haley to be, uh, to be, um, UN ambassador. He shipped her overseas in the, the uh, other guy took over for her, for her and did a great job. TruthSocial.com. So that was funny. Pretty funny to me. I liked it. Um, but anyway, she's running for office now. So here's the clip 11. So I don't get too long-winded. Is it too long-winded already? Clip 11A from A.T. Rupar. Aaron Rupar. Sleazy blue check mark on Twitter. Liberal. So-called journalist Nikki Haley on Fox and Friends. Donald Trump is my friend. I'm not kicking sideways in this race. I'm kicking forward. It is Joe Biden who's the president. And that's why she's running for office, I guess. So interesting backstory to me. 
from Nikki Haley. Here it is. I know you were on last night with Sean and he was asking you how you differentiate yourself from Donald Trump. And you said originally that you would called him to ask his per- not permission, but just to tell him you're going to run. And That's he up. did give <laughs> you his blessing. I know he's your friend. He appointed you to a U.N. ambassador. Shep, how do you balance that? How do you handle it? And what are you going to say when the left says, because they are saying this already when you flip around to other channels or even, you know, when we interview Democrats on this channel, they say you flip flop one minute, you're friends with Donald Trump. The next minute you're not. How do you answer that? Well, first of all, President Trump is my friend. I was honored to work with him in the administration. I thought he was the right president at the right time. And that remains to be um, the truth. We had a great conversation. I told him that I was doing this because I thought it was time for a new generation. I thought we needed to leave the status quo and we needed to move forward. You know, the liberals, they love to give me a hard time. I was doing interviews yesterday. And what they don't understand is I don't have to be 100 percent Trump or 100 percent anti-Trump. That's not how I am. President Trump will tell you, I say what I think. When you're doing something right, I support you. When you're doing something wrong, I'm going to call you out for it. But at the end of the day, that's how I square it. But I'm not kicking sideways in this race. I'm kicking forward. It is Joe Biden who's the president. It's Joe Biden who's put us in this situation. Uh, uh, so she's playing all nicey nice. Typical woman. (laughs) Uh, and I saw this from one of my favorite Twitter liberals, I use the term favorite loosely, Twitter liberals, Ron Flipkowski, who went from Republican to being a Democrat. He went from being a prosecuting attorney to being a defense attorney. He said, she isn't running for president. She's running for VP. What a charade. And he sounds like that, too, I imagine. Uh, and he quote tweets this Aaron Rupar Twitter video um, that here is clip B uh, just to just to show you guys clip B about Trump's competency and uh, she was for she was for competency tests for people over 75 and I'll tell you more about that here it is how would Donald Trump do on the competency test if uh, at, at 76 years old whoa you know, I think he did great the last time he did it. I have no reason to think he wouldn't do well this time, but I do think we need it. And it's across the board. I don't think it's for president. I think you look at Congress. Look at all the members of Congress. You have to start doing this for elected officials. When people send someone to Washington, they need to know they're at the top of their game. That's why I think those competency tests are important. We can't have someone like Joe Biden who's asleep at the wheel and have China sitting there threatening us and us wondering if he actually knows what's going on. This yeah. is good for America to do competency tests. This isn't about one person. This is about everything that's happening in D.C. Yeah. Yeah. She's so nice. That lady in the middle. <laughs> that was on. That was from Fox News. That was the uh, Fox and Friends morning show, I guess. Not sure when that came out, today or yesterday or whenever. But uh, she refuses to criticize Trump, says uh, Aaron Rupar, all mad. And Ron Flipkowski's all mad. There's nothing to criticize, right? There's nothing. Well, there's plenty to criticize, but uh, there's it's he's head and shoulders above the competition. No competition. What about competency for emotional women? Says prodigal son's angry bro. Yeah, good question. 
What about these young whippersnappers? Was there a competency, competency, competency check for、uh, Obama? This lady makes me want to spit, says Super Dave. <laughs> yes, I am on Rumble. I'm suspended on YouTube for harmful conspiracies, including the harmful conspiracy that,、uh, that women are emotional. <laughs> uh. So let me tell you about based Don Lemon. Because,、uh, well, this is from Mediaite. And I think I might even have this tweet, just a screenshot of it, just to show you, like, remind you who Don Lemon is, that black guy, wears glasses nowadays.、Uh, not morally straight. He's a liberal. He thinks Trump is racist. Don Lemon sets off co hosts on CNN over Nikki Haley's competency tests. For aged politicians, aged politicians. She's not in her prime either. <laughs> There he is with his hands on his hips. <laughs> JLP used to say, Get, take your hands off your imagination. <laughs> When guys do that, put their hands on their hips like a black woman or like a woman. But I remember when I was a kid, I would look at like Superman comic books, and Superman would have his hands on his hips. But Superman was made by unchristian people, I've learned. So maybe it was Superman being Super Mama. So anyway, he's arguing. I played Don Lemon last week and I got a strike for, I assume, disagreeing with the election deniers' vernacular that Don Lemon came up with. But I'm going to, so I'm not going to, well, I'm not going to play any clip of Don Lemon here, but I'm going to read the transcript of what their conversation was. According to Mediaite, Things got a little awkward on the set of CNN this morning. That's their morning show, I guess. After Don Lemon, black,、uh, curiously suggested that Nikki Haley shouldn't bash politicians' ages because she's past her prime as a woman. <laughs>、uh, the conversation on Thursday, that's today, I guess, focused on Nikki Haley's presidential campaign launch, specifically the part of her speech, which I hadn't heard her speech. But apparently, she called for mental competency tests for politicians aged 75 and up. I say competence tests these young whippersnappers, right? As Caitlin Collins noted the dig at both Donald J. Trump and President Joe Biden, Caitlin Collins, one of the female co hosts、um, of CNN this morning, Don Lemon led the discussion astray, astray. By wondering if Haley is anyone to judge politicians for being older. Quote, Don Lemon says, Don Lemon says, quote, This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think it's wrong. It's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians are suddenly not in their prime. What, suddenly? What? Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. <laughs> Sorry. When a woman is in their, her, their prime in 20s and 30s and maybe 40s, he says. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because Nikki Haley is what? How old is Nikki Haley? She looks like she's in her 50s, maybe 60s, lo- young looking 60s. Former governor of South Carolina. She's a woman, 51 years old. Ouch. She got 10 years on me. Married to Michael Haley. And Haley is not her maiden name. Her real name is Nimrate Nikki Haley, born Randhawa. Randhawa, because she's India Indian, right? Anyway, but she was somehow born in Bamberg, South Carolina. Is she an anchor baby? Let me not stray too much, though. 
so Nikki Haley is not that old, right? But she's past her prime as a woman, according to Don Lemon. Poppy Harlow is like, what are you talking about? Wait, Don Lemon, that's not according to me. Harlow asks, prime for what? Don Lemon, it depends. It's just like prime. You look it up. If you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, 40s. 40s, it's not her prime. I will have you know. Prime is more like late teens, 20s, and then 30 is you're already past your prime. For like, according to, uh, if you ask that guy who was on The Fallen State with Jesse Lee Peterson, now he's been banned from everywhere. You guys probably forgot all about him, unless you follow him on Rumble and, not Rumble, and BitChute. Uh, what's that guy? Stefan Molyneux. Stefan Molyneux is an atheist, intellectual, uh, philosopher guy who's interviewed JLP many times. JLP has interviewed him at least once, maybe twice. And he said, he tweeted out famously that, back when he had a Twitter, that this woman, the Aryan queen, goddess, princess, who's no longer, she's been deposed. Uh, Who's the former pop country singer? Now she's all pop and ugly. She was tiffing with... Taylor Swift, she was tiffing with a uh, based Kanye West. I like Con- I'm on team Kanye now against Taylor Swift. Before I was with Taylor Swift against Kanye, but now I'm with Kanye because I'm a flip-flopper. <laughs> she turned 30 at one point, right? A few years ago. And Stefan Molyneux said, "Oh, you know, she has half her eggs now." You know, because a woman has a certain amount of eggs from birth. And then she becomes of childbearing age in her teens and legal at 18, right, supposedly. And then now Google is trying to pretend in her 30s and 40s that's her prime. Prime childbearing. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. And you, get, you go down from there like your number of your eggs, ladies, goes down. But God can help you. God allowed Sarai, Sarah to have a child in her 80s or 90s. So anyway, Don Lemon Googles stuff just like Hake. Uh, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, 40s. Harlow says, 40s? Oh my God. I disavow taking the Lord's name in vain. I have another decade, says Poppy Harlow. I'm not saying I agree with that, says Don Lemon. So I think she has to be careful about saying, you know, politicians are in their prime. (laughs) Harlow says, are you talking about prime for, like, childbearing? That's what I took it as. Or are you talking about prime for being president? Don Lemon says, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying what the facts are. (laughs) Facts from Daddy Uncle Google. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I think Google is tilting it to be older and older, you know, I'm just saying that because they want women to delay childbirth so that they can decrease the birth rates. That's my speculation. I don't think it's that explicit. I think they're just trying to make women feel better for getting older because they set women up to, to uh, go to school forever and then be all old and then chase a career and chase getting a house and houses are more, getting more expensive. So they're all old before they settle down and maybe have, think about have kids when it's already kind of late. 
But anyway, uh, Don Lemon goes on. I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve. She would not be in her prime, according to Google or whatever it is. (laughs) Pretty funny. That's Don Lemon. And he's like this stickler about facts. We need a shared reality. And he's being silly, talking about prime childbearing age, when everybody knows that that politicians are supposed to have had some sort of career in the private sector or in the military and then go into politics after they've lived some form of a life in real life before going into the political world. At least that's the rumor, right? I don't know if that's true either. But that's sleep. I almost called him sleepy Don Lemon. He's kind of sleepy. <laughs> he black. But he's like... He's like a white black, right? He's like a proper uppity type of black. I don't know if you're supposed to say that. Shout out to the blacks. Lemon continued to bemoan the age of politicians being a wedge issue, even amid his suggestion that women being in their prime for president has to do with their physical state rather than their political wisdom, as if they have wisdom. He then tried to back himself up by telling his co-host, my mom is 80 years old. I just gave her a surprise birthday party. Whoa, you surprised an 80-year-old Don Lemon? Mama's boy? Is she as physically strong as she once was? No. But mentally, she is sharp. Could she run the country? If she wanted to, I guess she could. Kissing up to mama. But I guess it depends on the individual. (laughs) Pretty funny. Oh, thank you, Hassan. He's zooming in on Don Lemon being all funny. Uh, Don Lemon has had sparks fly between him and his female co-host during conversations about gender. Remember, he... Based Don Lemon with that clip that Joelle Friday j- talked about, I think, one time, and I talked about it before Joelle Friday co-hosted with me about it, about uh, male sports. More pe- people are interested in the male sports, so it makes more money. Duh. And then these silly women hit co-hosts. In that case, it was the women being silly, not Don Lemon. Because in my opinion, Don Lemon's being a little silly here, but women shouldn't be in politics, I say. But anyway... The women are like, oh, there was just not as much interest in the female sports because it's not pushed, propped up as much. Dumb. Delusional ladies. Then there was a flare-up, I guess, between Lemon and Collins, right? I forget. Anyway, who cares? Uh, That's enough of that. Shout out to base John Lemon. Anyway, and I use the term loosely, guys. Don't worry about it. Let me check for Super Chats here. Oh, yeah, a couple of Super Chats. Let me read them. On Streamlabs.com slash The Hake Report, Yordanos says, Free Hank on YouTube? Question mark, exclamation mark. By the way, your Rumble chat is crazy. Crazy white people there? Love when you sit with Jesse, you and Hassan, ye or yay, Bond family? Nice. Thank you, Jordanos. Appreciate that. Delilah. <laughs> she calls me Samson because I called her Delilah because she asks personal questions. And, you know, Delilah in the Bible, Delilah asked Samson, where do you get your strength? He said, oh, if you tie me with fresh ropes, I will be bound. I can't break the ropes. And then the Philistines tied him with fresh ropes because Delilah is a rat. But he stayed with her because he was girlfriends with her, the Philistine woman. I think she was Philistine. 
musical Philistine probably. And sure enough, he broke the bounds. And then later, like, she nagged him and nagged him and nagged him. And he kept being around her, Samson. He was a, like a judge or something in the Bible. And, uh, like, he killed a bunch of Philistines with, like, a goat's jaw or something. He was a crazy guy. He ripped lions apart. He tied torches to uh, foxes' um, foxes' tails and made them run through the fields and burn up the fields, sabotage the Philistines' uh, food supply or something like that. A, no- a lesser man would have been hanged, lynched for such a crime. Or worse, tortured. I mean, lynching sometimes included torture. I do disavow lynching, I, you know, in the sense of when it's unjust, you know. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> eventually, Samson, he was so into this woman, Delilah. Finally, Delilah's like, you don't care about me. You don't love me. You don't tell me uh, what your real weakness is so that I can tell the Philistines. <laughs> she didn't say that. But somehow he was such a sucker. Uh, that he just told her at one point, oh, it's my hair. I'm a Nazarene or Nazarite, and so I can't cut my hair. They cut his hair, and then he couldn't break the bounds. And then they gouged his eyes out. Can you imagine? Ah, oh, blinded him. And made him, like, turn a wheel, I think, according to the Arch book that I read as a kid. You guys remember Arch books? And then... um. They set him up to mock him and mock his God because he still had the God, uh, the real God, as his God, even though the woman was kind of his God. And tied him up between these pillars in this satanic temple, I guess. And they were celebrating and mocking him and mocking his God. And his eyes were still gouged out. He was blind, I think. And, but his hair had started to grow back because he was in... Um, in bondage for so long and a slave and he's all, oh god give me strength one more time and he pushed at the pillars and brought the whole temple down on himself but not just himself and also the satanic temple lights israelites or whatever no philistines <laughs> the musical philistines so watch out you musical philistines and so his hair grew back and god gave him strength one last time to Bring down the house right right on, Samson. Eat that, Delilah. <laughs> so that's why I call women Delilah when they ask personal questions about men's weaknesses. Shout out to, uh, to Jordanos. Thank you. There was an excellent Bible Thumper Thursday on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, by the way, guys. And by the way, uh, Joelle Friday is back here again. Not here today, but on Tuesdays on his own show. So I don't know if he'll be co-hosting with me anymore. That was fun, though. I really appreciated co-hosting with Joelle Friday every other Tuesday for a short stint there. But he's on Tuesdays after Hake at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Nice. So I think that's that for the Super Chats. Let me double check on... Oh, buymeacoffee.com slash the Hake Report. By the way, Brett bought Hake a coffee. I lowered the price of coffees to three bucks. 
instead of five bucks, okay? Just so you guys are aware. But Brett bought me a coffee at five bucks. Thank you, man. And they only took 45 cents. That's less than uh, PayPal takes. I'll have you know, PayPal takes 66 cents or something like that. But anyway, it's not too much. Drop in the bucket. But anyway, uh, Brett said, you guys should have a community Discord for all of the JLP network. I am sure Nick could put one together. And I forgot to mention, we do have a Discord. I'm never on it. When I say never, I mean rarely. I mean I haven't been on it in years. Hardly. But Nick posts the biblical question there. People are on it. Even some sensible, nice people are on it. Um, And there is a link to it in my description on my YouTube channel, even though I'm suspended on YouTube. The invite link. And I posted that on buymeacoffee.com slash the Hake Report. So you can check that out there. Just FYI. And thank you, Brett, for my first coffee from Buy Me A Coffee. That's a super chat uh, platform. Perhaps better than Streamlabs. I think it is better than Streamlabs. But it's public, so people will see your super chats forever. FYI. So I will be getting to your calls, 888-775-3773. You can even call via Skype, guys. Via Skype. 1-888-775-3773. But let's talk about that Nord Stream pipeline thing, that Nord Stream 2 pipeline. You heard about it. It was several months ago, or at least a few months ago, that it was mysteriously bubbling up into the surface of the ocean, I guess, or wherever this thing was. It's an underwater pipeline, I guess, that travels from Russia to Europe to give natural gas to Europe, not give it to them, sell it to them at a pretty cheap price. Natural gas is a commodity that has spiked in prices here in L.A., I heard. Oh, my gosh. Prices through the roof. And elsewhere in in uh, Europe... I heard that they were going to have a cold winter in England and elsewhere because they had shortages of of natural gas and stuff. Because everybody's overreacting to this war in Ukraine. Russia's rightfully taking over, trying to take over Ukraine, but they're increasing the casualties. The global homos are increasing the casualties by, by subsidizing Ukraine's war against Russia. And I suppose they have the right to do that. I don't know if it is right. But there's some shenanigans because um, there was a report. You guys were telling me about it. And I looked it up, too, that this independent journalist found or alleges and a, a, a believable independent journalist alleges that America, so-called, went in cahoots with Norway and sabotaged this pipeline so that Russia couldn't make money to fund their war by selling cheap natural gas, which is for water heaters, unless you have an like, electric one, I guess. Is there such a thing? For, uh, for the EU. And the EU is hurting for natural gas, I heard. But I don't know. So here's... Is this clip 11 as well? I guess this is... This might be clip 12. Uh, that, uh, oh yeah, clip, clip 11. Oh, I was telling you clip 11A and that was clip 12A and 12B. Okay. 
I got confused, guys. Clip 11. This is from R-I-C-W-E-1-2-3. Once in a while, there's a politician asking real questions. And it's a woman. A white woman. But a woman. Um, most of the European BS bogus speech politicians stay silent on the Nord Stream sabotage. They're too scared to point a finger at their partners in Washington, meaning so-called America, the anti-American establishment. Minute and 12 seconds. Here's the clip. Since September, the lack of interest in finding answers to who was behind the Nord Stream gas explosion has been, frankly, astounding. This was an act of sabotage, an act of unrivaled vandalism, economically and environmentally, and not a word, no discussion, no questions. Then along comes Seymour Hirsch, the world's most acclaimed, distinguished, living investigative journalist. He produces a detailed claim that the United States executed this explosion with the help of Norway. Planned months before the invasion, a Norwegian Navy P-8 surveillance plane dropped a sonar buoy on the 26th of September, which triggered explosions planted by U.S. Navy Panama City divers three months earlier under a NATO exercise, and still nothing. I don't know what happened, but I want to know. This is a man who doesn't make claims lightly, a man with contacts, and I find it frankly jaw-dropping that the EU is not asking questions as to who is responsible for sabotaging the livelihoods of our citizens. I am ashamed to be a European. Wow. Tough talk from, that was Claire Daly, 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 Daly. I don't know how to pronounce your names, you Irish people, Irish men. C-L-A-R-E is her first name, D-A-L-Y. She's a member of parliament in, I guess, uh, a European parliament from Ireland for the Dublin constituency. I'm gathering. I'm learning. I looked it up just now. Uh, And she's part of the Independence for Change party. Oh, my gosh. Their party is so corny. It says Independence number four change. What? That's your official party name? That's cute. But anyway, shout out to Claire Darley. I like your deep voice and being tough, talking tough about the shenanigans. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? What are you guys talking about 33? There's your 33. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with what I'm talking about. Maybe. Uh, Her father was a colonel in the Irish Army. Kevin, Kevin Dolly. I feel like Dolly is making it sound like India, Indian or something. Oh, she initially joined the Labor Party, so she's a socialist or something. I don't know. But uh, right on, Claire Dolly, age 54, born in 1968. Uh, you're not past your prime, apparently, except I'm not for these female politicians, but... It's a legitimate question. What happened? What happened? Global homo, that's what happened. And, you know, he, she mentioned, and she makes a good point, that that's not good for the environment. That's like using up our natural resources. Our, if we are the world, right? Natural resources. Wasn't it? Isn't natural gas? I think it's natural gas that they blew up. <laughs> uh, 
Don't you like when women have like a deep voice tra- talking all tough? Maybe not. Uh, so, right on, lady. Uh, and it was, it was shenanigans. You hurt your own allies, so-called. So-called allies. I'm learning allies is not friends. Allies are snakes in the grass, wolves in sheep's clothing. That's what allies are. It's kind of like bipartisan. Usually means evil. So let's talk about this world government mess. Speaking of globo homo, uh... Clip 13, I need to finally get to this. Elon Musk speaks out against the idea of world government. This is from ALX on Twitter. At the World Government Summit. And warns it could lead to civilizational collapse. It's almost two minutes long. Hopefully it's not too boring. He is African American, but he's not black. So I don't know, is Elon Musk entertaining? I guess we'll see. Here's clip 13. Elon, uh addressing the world government summit enjoy one thing i should say on i know this is called the world government summit um but um i think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government um if, if i may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having um frankly this may sound a little odd too much cooperation between governments um you know, if you know, if you look at say the at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, that the really all throughout history, civilizations have risen and fallen. But it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there've been there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances. And so, um, you know, say like while Rome was falling, it, uh, it you know. Uh, Islam was rising, and uh, so you had like a, uh, you know, the the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well, while Rome was doing terribly, um, and that yeah, actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and and, uh, and many uh, scientific advancements, and so, um, so I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a world of a single. Uh, Civilization, because if we are too wow. much of a single civilization, then if, if, we, if the whole the whole thing may collapse. Um, yeah, I'm not, obviously not hey. suggesting war or anything like that, but I think we want to be a little bit wary of actually cooperating too much. It sounds a little odd, but um, but we, we just we, we want to have some amount of civilizational diversity, such that if yeah. uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't collapse. Uh, and, 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 you know, humanity keeps moving forward. That's a white supremacist talking point right there. That's based Elon Musk, <laughs> who took over Twitter, and he's going to step down at the end of the year, I guess. What is he saying, asks Mog Johnny, who's, bear with him, he's maybe a little slow. Uh, he's saying that you, we need to not have globo homo because globo homo has the wrong, may have the wrong values that tears down, that allows their civilization to collapse. And we need to let each group take care of their own selves so that they don't collapse. Let globo homo collapse. <laughs> and these others, let's say the Muslims were doing well after Rome, he said. Because the Muslims weren't under Rome. 
So they didn't have that diversity nonsense. Rome had this diversity nonsense. They expanded too much, spread too thin. They lost what it meant to be Roman, just like we've lost what it meant to be American. We're a Tower of Babel, as the prodigal son's angry bro says. Yeah, Tower of Babel, trying to reach God. And God gave them different uh, languages, so they scattered and made their own little countries and places like that. That's not how Rome fell, says Mog Johnny. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. They had, they had no strength. They were, they were into this uh, homosexuality, bread and circuses. The people didn't care. The people turned weak. The men turned weak. Um, and they were too diverse. They were not united. They did not have a strong nationalist identity. So they didn't care. So the uh, Vandals came in. Was it the Vandals? All those others came in. Very interesting. He's talking about world diversity, not diversity inside one, one world, countries, one world government. Very nice, huh? Based Elon Musk. He said it seemed like the right venue. Huh. He didn't say you guys have the wrong values, though. But that's okay. Uh, here's clip 10. Uh, Klaus Schwab spoke at this same thing. Klaus Schwab, he's the guy who's from the World Economic Forum. He's the one who wrote a book called The Great Reset 10 years ago or so. And he wants more shutdowns in the name of the China virus. And then, I don't know if he personally wants this, but other people affiliated with him want shutdowns in the name of the climate crisis. It's a crisis. Uh, Clip uh, 10, about 40 seconds long. Here's Klaus Schwab. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. Huh? And I agree. Artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence. AI. But also the metaverse, new space technologies. And I could go on and on. Synthetic biology. Our life in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected, and who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. Look at that setting. That's so weird. Those globo homos have a weird aesthetic. Very strange. Who masters those technologies will be the master of the world. (laughs) <laughs> oh lord dumb liberals evil liberals Klaus Schwab shameful you will own nothing and you will be happy and they've made it that way they've made it so it's super expensive to buy land here They don't want you to be independent. They don't like independent people. Anybody who speaks on independent things, they're shut down. That's why they're trying to shut down Elon Musk. That's why they're trying to shut down uh, real Donald Trump, because he's a real guy, independent-minded guy. That's why they shut down independent uh, outlet, very popular, my competitor, Alex Jones. That's why they shut down uh, 
Who's that other independent thinker guy who's friends with Ye, Kanye West? Um, Nicholas J. Fuentes. That's why they shut down the whites, the Daily Stormer. They don't even let them have a website in America. I'm sorry, I thought this was America. But so-called American companies who, who host these websites, they don't let you have your website. Those doctors who were suspicious about different things related to the China virus, um, they got their, I think Squarespace had, was hosting their website. Squarespace got rid of them. WordPress got rid of a bunch of independent thinkers. They don't like independent thinkers. They don't like independent people. And they don't like the truth, especially. If you say the truth or if you're approaching the truth, then you're really shut down bad. That's why you see all these whites and Christians shut down. It's terrible. And then you have all like these controlled opposition types um, shutting them down, who are sometimes shut down too, controlled opposition types. And everybody's controlled opposition. Anybody who's angry. The mainstream media shuts them down. The government shuts them down. The uh, international community tries to shut them down. Putin is Putin-controlled opposition. But he's like the global homos trying to get rid of him. Uh, Hungary. Isn't Hungary kind of based, or am I wrong? Poland and Hungary? I don't know. Some of those. Some of those countries are not falling in line with the NATO NATO forces their countries to be all kissy, kissy, uppy, uppy to the gays and the LGBTs, which is not civilized. It's not civilized. It's wrong. So tired of the word community, says the prodigal son, bro. Yeah, exactly. So uh, ridiculous. And the trendy suckers... The simps, uh, no, what's the word I was using? The normies fall for it. Oh, yeah, Trump scammed people at Trump University. Oh, yeah, Trump is uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, those whites, we need more white guilt. We need more white compassion for the blacks. These poor blacks. There's racism against the blacks. (laughs) Ridiculous. Global homo supported... Black Lives Matter. The uh, commie capitalist major corporations all supported Black Lives Matter and the LGBTQ false pride stuff. Ridiculous. Anyway, you guys get the point. You guys know me. You guys know all, even without me telling you. <sighs> um, I will get to your calls, guys, after the break. You can call in 888-775-3773. Unless I'm lying. I cannot predict the future. Right, I don't. I shouldn't make any promises. No promises. But um, there is this pro-lifer who got assaulted, allegedly. I've been meaning to play this clip. This is uh, clip sixteen. Father Frank Pavone. I think he's a Catholic. That's why he calls himself that. Call no man father. Said Jesus. Right. Viral video of pro-abortion man attacking pro-life journalist when asked why he supports abortion. Clip 16, hashtag pro-life. A little 25-second clip, and they, they bleeped it. I didn't bleep it. I don't use quacks. I, use, I don't use a quack when there's a cuss word, but they used it. So don't blame Hake for that annoying quack. That was not me, but this uh, 
pro-choicer, pro-abortion guy, wearing a turtle's outfit, and he's a male. A male pro-abortion, male feminist? And so I don't know what the lead-up to this is because this guy gets somehow disproportionately violent compared to the question that was asked of him. So I don't feel like we're getting the full context. But irregardless, which is not a word, I'm playing it. Pro-lifer assaulted by a guy with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles t-shirt, no less. Here it is. In here who is willing to try to uh, stand for the pro-choice side. So how would you defend the pro-choice side? What? How would you defend the pro-choice side? Why is it good to kill children in the womb? Um, first, first, they're not children, and I don't have to defend them because I'm not having a f***ing abortion. Okay. So you... you, you, you is he possessed or is he just playing like he's possessed which is probably the same thing he started shit okay this person this uh, sort of out of shape guy let's call him not sort of he's he's out of shape with sort of balding hair I'm looking at the I'm, a, I'm watching it on delay on Twitter. In a, probably a liberal city that probably has a Planned Parenthood, I'm speculating, wearing a, a t-shirt, blue t-shirt with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shout out to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hassan and I like those turtles. Right on. The best. Michael, Michelangelo is funny. Raphael was angry, but cool. Uh, Donatello was awesome with the bow staff. But I didn't like that he had purple, but it's okay. But he was my favorite because he had the bow staff. And then Leonardo, the leader, with the two swords. And anyway, Raphael lost my side. Raphael, then it is gone. I can get it back. I can get it back. Raphael, calm down. <laughs> uh, but this guy's oh, probably in his 20s or 30s. Hassan says Jesse is splinter. <laughs> Uh, Splinter is the rat. You dirty rat. (laughs) Anyway. This guy in his 20s or 30s. Oh, you know what's funny? I almost wore my Calvin and Hobbes (laughs) t-shirt. 41-year-old criticizing criticizing, uh, the man in his 30s or 40s or 20s uh, wearing a turtle's t-shirt, all immature, typical white, maybe not a normal white. Saying, first of all, I'm not having a blanking abortion. He said the F word, I think. Sorry, kids. He looked like a communist, his bludgeoner. <laughs> nice name. Uh, terrible. And then he just starts smacking him with his hand. I'm recounting this for the audio podcast listeners' benefit as well. As well as your entertainment. And he starts shaking his head, going, and sticking out his tongue. Ah, ah. Ah! I'm not doing it with my full chest voice. Cowabunga, dude! <laughs> I forgot that name. Uh, I forgot that word. Acting all weird and crazy. Maybe he is possessed. I mean, you have to be possessed to be supporting abortion, right? Don't you? Isn't that demonic? Killing, baby killing? Whoa, I need to turn off my uh, ringer. Silence your phones. Oh, he's possessed, says Big Bump. That's right. Big Bump had a great, uh, he guest hosted my show talking about possession. Yeah. 
And he said his wife is possessed and daughters <laughs> out. And himself, because like he, a demon was telling him, or Satan was telling him, or his imagination was telling him that a pro-life t-shirt was actually a pro-choice t-shirt, even though he knew it wasn't. He was at the post office and saw it. Um, check that out. Big Bump guest hosted for Hake. Oh, by the way, uh, Big Bump may, he offered, and I don't know if I answered him, maybe, what's the holiday coming up on Monday? Uh, maybe Washington's birthday. I guess it's President's Day. Washington's birthday, something like that. George Washington. He may be co-hosting with me on uh, Monday. Nice. Right on. So uh, tune in to the Hake Report. So, uh, yeah, those, those liberals, the liberals are practically always more violent. Because violence is a liberal thing. Because you can't be a liberal without being angry. JLP said it himself. And he's an authority, authority on anger. He said a conservative is not, does not have anger. So if, you have, if you're an angry conservative, you're a liberal. And a liberal has anger. That's the distinction between a conservative and a liberal. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a communist is about lies. So if you're a snake, you're a communist. You're a lying snake, you're a communist. Even if you're a black conservative <laughs> who celebrates the violation of the... Um, of the... Uh, freedom of speech to tell the truth about the blacks and the women and the uh, stuff like that. Anyway, guys, we're just about the top of the hour, at the top of the hour, and let's play some Christian music, shall we? Let's play some music. And this track is called Somebody Loves You by Phil Kagey from Phil Kagey and Sunday's Child, 1988. Enjoy. Press mute. Grin and bear it, cover your ears, and I'll be right back, you musical Philistines, for hour two. Hang tight. There's a hidden person in your heart trying to get through. 
so good. <laughs> you are loved. Shout out to Phil Kagey. <laughs> I did not write these lyrics. I wish. So good. Hake clearly hates us. <laughs> oh, come on. Uplifted, says Prodigal Son's Angry Bro. Thank you, man. Uh, Lyrical Assassin, says Wrinkle Hands Bing Bong. You know, uh, I listened to Phil Kagey when I was a little kid. Uh, relatively little. 88, I was like 6, 7, uh, 8. I mean, going into 8. Um, nice. Right on. Thank you guys for bearing with me through that excellent music. My older siblings used to... I got some of this music that I've been playing from my older sibling, older brothers. David Meese, uh, Petra, Phil Kagey, Whiteheart, and some others. Did I play any Amy Grant for you guys? <laughs> anyway. Uh, by the way, you guys were talking about that uh, pro-lifer who got assaulted. Well, really the pro-choicer. That he was angry, disheveled, unattractive, low IQ. White knight for some gobbly, go, goblin left in, leftist woman nearby. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Uh, I remember I got into an argument about abortion with a friend of mine. And I got kind of heated. And uh, that's weak. Not good. It's kind of like what JLP said about the protesting and stuff. How it's all ego. Even when you think that you're for a righteous cause, it's all, it's all ego. Even when you're standing up for what's quote-unquote right. Yeah, I played Old Man's Rubble. It's a great jam. Thank you, Chris. Shout out to the Facebook crew. Angry Hake. Yep, Hake is a liberal, even though he's standing up for conservative things. <laughs> Very true. Uh, let me just double-check on the Super Chats, because I like to make sure I don't miss them. If I can. Oh, my goodness. What in the world? Okay. I think we're up to date. Let me get to oh, Artie Art in Ohio, baby, baby, on the line. Art, how are you doing? Man, what's up with 
what's up with my main main hickey hick brother brother? I'm doing fine, thank you, man. Appreciate it. And I want to congratulations to that flag of the United States, uh, United States of the Americas. Nice, yeah, already. So, uh, first thing first, man. Where's my main man, Nicky at? He's at. He's out there training Sean, I guess, or something. Oh, Nick is out there training Sean, man. <laughs> tell him, tell him I said what's up, and tell Sean, man. I told him he smelled like he smelled real good. I could smell him all the way in Ohio. That clone is smelling. It's smelling real good, man. He, I don't know who got that or what that is, man, but it smelled good. He might have sent that some of that down here to Ohio. Nice. Uh huh. So, uh. Did you hear about that uh, lady, that Democrat female uh, liberal lady down there in uh in uh, uh, Washington D.C. that got attacked? No, uh, attacked, yeah, physically was, attacked. Yeah, I think her name is uh, Craig Anna or something like that. Rep- Representative Anyways, Angie yeah. Craig, Democrat from D.C. You say that name again, Angie Craig. Democrat yeah, from D.C.? Angela yep. Angela yep. Don Craig. Angela Don Craig. Democratic former it, Labor Party. And then you know what? Uh, hey, it really doesn't matter because she's a Minnesota. goddamn jabroni. She's a jabroni, too. She's a jabroni? She's a What's jabroni that again? Too. I forget what that is. It's clean, hopefully. You got you to gotta ask the rock. Okay. <laughs> you have to ask the, the people's champ, the, the people's champ, the rock, or you can ask the uh, American uh, people's champ, the RDR. How far has Dwayne the Rock Johnson fallen? He went from being uh, somewhat of a hero to a zero. Mm-hmm. He's just a simp nowadays. Feels like, but mm-hmm. but that's okay. You better get. You better get him some alpha jerky or drink him a, a tall glass of alpha juice when he wakes up, and you'd be all right. A jabroni yes, is a sir. foolish or contemptible person. This is the second day in a row that I had to look it up, I think. Yeah. So and she's you know, a jabroni? You know, Why is she a foolish or contemptible person? This Angie well, Craig lady. Because she's, uh, she's a beta leotard. Oh. And you, and you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes, and she obviously she needs to take a seat down when she's in a little office or whatnot down in Washington, D.C., and turn on the Great Hake show when maybe she can get some of this alpha juice to uh, uh, drip off this spoon into her mouth and then make her power up. <laughs> nice. Interesting. Yeah, she definitely needs, yeah, she needs to drink a little bit of that alpha juice that Art got over here uh, with, uh, on, the, on, the, on the Great Hake show or whatnot. She'll be all right. But, uh, so yeah, the, sto- know, uh, the story goes... Uh-huh. The suspect, mm-hmm. so Angie Craig is not from D.C. She's from Minnesota, actually. But she was attacked in Dana. D.C. because that's where the politicians go. <laughs> uh, suspect in Representative Angie Craig assault has a long criminal record, according to ABC News, including 25 bench warrants. A bench mm. warrant is like when you don't show up to court. It sounds like a black to me. <laughs> mm. uh, doesn't it sound like a black? Uh, Justice Department said he hadn't shown up to court in months. Whoa. Crazy. It don't sound like it don't sound like a Negro to me. But go ahead, we listen. Okay, tw- alleged attacker is twenty-seven-year-old Kendred Hamlin. Kendred sound sounds like it might have been. I mean, it sounds like a not necessarily a white, but anyway, uh, he attacked mm-hmm. her, huh? I wonder what happened. Yeah, I wonder what happened too. But uh, hopefully, he, uh, <clears throat> hopefully, uh, hit it with the people's elbow and uh, <laughs> maybe drop the elbow drop on her and knock some sense into her liberal self. 
I disavow violence, but uh, she does lack sense if she's a female politician and a Democrat, no less. Yeah, she needs to wake up and smell the coffee or what, quit throwing coffee or whatnot. And, you know, she said she threw coffee on him to get her up off of her. Oh, really? That was a poor, yeah, that was a poor special move or whatnot that she had. You know how the wrestlers had a special little move they have on the uh, the WWE 2K, 2K. You know, they got a special little move. That was a throw coffee. That was a pretty special move. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've been telling y'all or whatnot that this was going to happen or whatnot. And... It's gonna come to them suburban areas, and they gonna end up uh, attacking you politicians, you know. And I don't, I, uh, I disavow with two or whatnot, but yeah, everybody ain't got, ain't, everybody ain't got a sense like Artie Art or whatnot. And you got a lot of people out here that got mental health problems or yeah. whatnot, and they don't got, they lack that that help or whatnot. Uh, so yeah, hopefully he, uh, he chokes some sense into her or whatnot. Maybe you know people's <laughs> elbow or I something. Disavow. And she now, now I, feel, yeah, now now I know how Jesse feels when I talk. <laughs> yeah, Jesse has to so, disavow you know, Hake a lot, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, we disavow. We disavow Art from Ohio. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> we don't disavow but, uh, Art. It's just what he says that we disavow. Yeah, yeah, choking some yeah. sense into her. But anyway, yeah. Well, she better. Uh, hopefully, she wake up and stop passing them liberal laws and whatnot. Because uh, the liberals don't got no sense or whatnot, and they will come to holler at you face to face. You will smell what the rock is cooking when they come to see you. Yeah, uh, thank I'm you, man. Dead. I'm no, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the people what happened there after your call. Okay, yep, appreciate yes, it, man. Sir. And then I'm about to say, tell them we still rolling with Trump every day, all day. Yes, sir. I'll catch you later. Right on, Artie Art. Thank you, sir. Take care. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Bye. Uh, according to this abcnews.go.com article, court documents offer more detail about what occurred this mor- that morning. Craig. This Angie Craig, Representative Angie Craig, uh, allegedly was assaulted, a Minnesota Democrat, assaulted while in her Washington, D.C. apartment building because those phony politicians go live in D.C. for some time, I guess, from other states to go leech, milk the uh, milk their constituents dry, I guess, or whatever. Who knows what? Um, said she was able to fend off her alleged attacker, 27-year-old Kendrid Hamlin by pouring hot coffee on him, as Artie Art said. The Justice Department is asking a D.C. judge to hold Hamlin, who was arrested the next day without bail. Whoa, they want to hold him without bail all of a sudden. So-called Justice Department. Probably because it's a high-profile crime, who knows. Court documents offer more detail about what happened. Hamlin, Hamlin is this Kendrid guy. Kendrid, we'll call him. Allegedly defecated, meaning pooped. Sorry, kids. And slept in the apartment building's vestibule and gained entry into the apartment building when someone let him in. You know, D.C. is full of crime. Then they have plausible deniability when guys like Seth Rich get offed. And maybe it was a random crime. A failed, you know, Seth Rich. A failed uh, um, robbery where they shot him and killed him or something like that and didn't take his wallet or anything from him. Or phone or anything. Huh. Seth Rich, people speculate, may have been behind the D.C., Washington, the Democrat DNC leaks, email leaks. But anyway, in D.C., it's corrupt. It's a liberal town. Black run, by the way. But that's kind of beside, I don't know if it's beside the point, because it's been black run for quite some time. Ridiculous. So many blacks in D.C. and so much crime in D.C., 
And then, you know, you have these phony politicians like Tim Scott. I'm going off on a rabbit trail. Tim Scott, also known as a tangent. Tim Scott, the rhino from one of the Carolinas. He's black. He's all, I was pulled over a dozen times or something like that by cops. And I'm a black driver driving while black. I bet you he drives fast. You know? And they got a lot of black driver problems in Washington, D.C. And, you know, they have a lot of crime in Washington, D.C. It's very crime-ridden city. A heavy black population. But anyway, going on, moving on with this story. Before the doors closed, the defendant stuck his arm between the door, preventing the door from closing, and stepped inside the elevator with the representative. That's Angie, whatever her name is, Craig. The defendant, meaning the uh, suspect, alleged suspect, Kindred, Innocent, right? We call him innocent unless proven guilty. Told the representative he needed to go to the bathroom and that he was coming to her apartment. (laughs) She advised the defendant he could not do so. In response, the defendant, Kendred, became agitated. Typical agitated black, escalating the situation. Kendred stood in front of the elevator door blocking Angie, the so-called representative, Angie, from exiting the elevator and hit the buttons on the keypad. While Angie tried to move past Kendred, he punched her on the left side of her face. Base? No, I'm kidding. I disavow punching. Even women. You should not even punch. <laughs> anyway. Striking the chin slash mouth area with his closed fist. Not very nice. Officers found Kendred Hamlin less than a mile away from the attack. That's an attack, I guess. That's the extent of the attack. Later that day, and when he was approached by police, he bit and kicked officers. See? 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 What I tell you about these arrest resistors biting and hitting them, kicking them? The so-called Justice Department total misnomer. Their whole purpose is to go after whites, so this is like an obnoxious distraction for them, right? The so-called Justice Department. Look it up. They went after the, starting with the, KKK, which didn't necessarily start out as as evil as they're portrayed, I don't think, had a lengthy rap sheet, did not voluntarily show up to court for matters from August to December of 2022. At least 25 bench warrants for alleged crimes committed inside the district, D.C., and neighboring communities. Twelve prior convictions as well. And he's only 27. That's that school-to-prison pipeline. (laughs) Uh... His bench warrants for failing to appear cover every year from 2015 to the present, the DOJ said. Notwithstanding the very serious nature of the charged assault and of his actions during arrest, the defendant's criminal history shows he is a danger to the community. All of a sudden, they want to pay attention to it since it was a, a, a dumb liberal female politician making the news with it, about it. About it. School to prison pipeline reminds me of the... Uh, womb-to-tomb pipeline that we talked about before with uh, baby killing, especially amongst the blacks. They do it disproportionately, just like other violent crimes. Have you seen this He Gets Us campaign? It's a liberal thing. Big Bump told me about it. The Jesse Lee Peterson told me a little bit about it. Uh, And they had a... They, they apparently, they got some money, major money behind them, because they got bought a Super Bowl commercial. Aren't Super Bowl commercials extremely expensive? Some of the most expensive 
ads you can buy. At least they used to be. And they had major... Uh, life is a womb to tomb pipeline. Hey, says Chris Perron. Uh, zing, you got me. Touche. I heard that's a fencing term. But they got some major money that he gets us. It's about Jesus. This is Jesus commercial. And this thing, hopefully I don't get dinged for it. Copyright, you know? Because it has that song called I'm Only Human by Rag and Bone Man, something like that. Rag and Bone Man. The fat white guy who raps. I think he's rapping. Or is he singing? Is he white? I don't even know. I'll have to ask a... Hassan after this. Let me play clip 15. The most powerful Super Bowl commercial. It caught me off guard, writes Patrick Bet David. I wasn't expecting it to be what it ended up being. Powerful. Hashtag he gets us. And about Jesus. Jesus gets us. And it has these angry faces. Well, you'll, you'll see it. I'll talk over it. Here's, here's the commercial clip 15. 58 seconds long. Bear with me, guys. And you'll hear this rap song. Is it rap? We'll have to find out. Here it is. The post-millennial shared it, too. So, uh, black man yelling at a cop. Woman, white woman yelling. Angry guy yelling at a uh, restaurant. Two people yelling. Maybe Neighbors I'm pretending foolish, to yell. Maybe I'm blind, Blacks fighting. Bl- women fighting. No Two guys yelling. So maybe I'm Liberty over lockdown. Dumb ladies screaming at a protest. Blacks yelling at each other. Bus fight. Um, old man, young lady. Use the term loosely. Little confrontations and protests and mess. Riots. No justice, no peace. Trump protests. Antifa. Jesus love the people we hate, says this line. He gets us. All of us. Jeez, us. He gets us.com slash love your enemies. So, wasn't that a nice commercial, right? Nice message. Hassan, was that a rap song? <laughs> Let me bring Hassan in here. Did that count as a rap song? I don't think so, but it's a great song. You know that song, huh? I don't. Oh, you hadn't heard of that? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like from 2017. Do I, did I put the screenshot of that guy in? Oh, there? yeah, this buddy right here. He's this. Uh, Sort of a fat guy, rag and bone man, human, and he has this nice fade on his hair cut. So he might be part black, but he looks white. I don't know what he is. Human is the song from Rag and Bone Man from 2017. So maybe I'm blind, but I'm only human after all. And it's kind of about I. I feel like there was it was somewhat about the black white uh, conflict, but. Uh, so you don't know if it was rap or not. not I mean, I wouldn't so. consider that. I'd consider that more like, um, what's that song by, what's that group, Hosier? Take Me to Church? Oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of vibe. Oh, okay. okay, so it's sort of, but it's sort of Negro stomp. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sort of a churchy uh, yeah. thing. <laughs> With some smoky soul in his voice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, it was nice. It's a nice song. Um, yeah. Uh, rag and bone man. And it's nice that I thought that was the human league. I'm only human. No, human league doesn't sound like that. Um, what'd you think of that commercial? I was kind of narrating it and I kind of poisoned 
But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, what I think, think we we I think I saw it. Um, I think Jesse played it too a couple. Oh, of, did he? I th- I think so. He did cover the he gets us campaign, but he talked more about their. They seem to be taking some SJW sort of things, mm. and that didn't seem so SJW ish to me. What does that mean again? Social justice warrior, oh, liberal, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black Lives Matter, love the gays and women and stuff like that. Yeah, anti racism nonsense. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, you know, for the Super Bowl, I mean, <laughs> yeah, anything right. that's secular, freaking at least, I guess, have a put yourself on screen. A, a, anything that can be uh, on secular mainstream, like the Super Bowl, that could at least have a glimpse of Jesus, I guess, or yeah, and something. actual like love. Yeah, at least love your even enemies. if it's even if it's not a hundred percent fully real or whatever right some is better than none yeah i i think i agree with that um tucker carlson uh had a segment yesterday on this like marathon churchy chapel thing going where these young people at a college i forget what the name of the college is it's back east i want to say they're like singing praise to the lord and waving their hands and it's a bunch of whites and Asians and people from all over the world are showing up at this thing that's been going on for like eight days. They normally have chapel at Christian colleges. You have chapel three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. I had it at Azusa Pacific University, sing some songs. Maybe somebody gets up and speaks. You do like this prayer thing. You sing some more songs. And people are lifting up their hands to the Lord. But this one lasted forever after a a boy, I guess, or a young man, got up and talked about his issues, his personal issues, his faults, I guess, his flaws. And then people just got carried away with this long, old thing. And I don't know if it was after a school shooting. I don't think it was. I think it was before the school shooting, but it continued after that mass Michigan school shooting. And it was kind of, it reminds me of that. It's like this feel-good, Christianese type of searching for God type and searching for peace type of thing that people are trying to trying in the within their culture the best they know kind of like this thing this he gets us campaign you know what yeah, i mean yeah that sounds like a revival there yeah right <laughs> i know they're like all excited the school the school uh student body president a girl a cute little white woman young lady uh, talked on Tucker Carlson and she was talking at all this Christianese I could barely understand what she was saying um, and I know the Bible and all this Christianese stuff about she quoted from Habakkuk which is an Old Testament book I think Habakkuk or Habakkuk 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 um, about returning to the Lord or something like that I don't know mm. but it was it was nice but it's Kind of empty, but nice. And this is trying to say love your enemies, but they don't... It feels like they were turning him emotional. Big Bump was telling me about it. Maybe he'll tell me on President's Day on Monday that uh, that uh, this He Gets Us... He Gets Us dot com. Uh, this He Gets Us campaign... They're pushing a weak Jesus who was angry, emotional, stressed. Wow, stressed. Poor, who struggled and was a crybaby. <laughs> yeah, and was supposedly that. a refugee. 
Oh, right. Yeah, he was a homeless <laughs> refugee and not white. <laughs> That's what they try to say. They tried to do that gotcha on the conservative white Christians. <laughs> yeah, and he had anxiety. <laughs> right. What a mess. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it's not perfect, but, right. you know, I mean, it's better than some of these Super Bowl commercials that's I know. in this mess. So, yeah. I maybe. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, Hassan, since I have you here, I guess that's it for the He Gets Us campaign. It does seem liberal. It seems liberal, but they're trying. Well, a great song. I mean... Yeah, it is a nice song. Very nice. You know, by the way... Um, let me continue with this. Somebody, Mog Johnny, who's a, a fan slash fiend slash hater or something like that. The He Gets This Refugee commercial is so cringe, says t- Trailer Park Brett. But he says, all, all the stuff you love is made by liberals. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, made by liberals, he said. And that's true. That's true. The liberals make a, a bunch of the uh, great art and songs and stuff. And movies and TV shows, right? It's true. Is it because is it because they're better at it, or is it because the liberals have have infiltrated the culture? Would you say is it kind of intrinsic in being a liberal that you're more like creative and good at that type of singing and dancing type stuff? Because think about it: the blacks and the Jews are good at singing and dancing and being funny and stuff like that. True. Um, and they're liberals. Like, it's kind of inherent in their culture. Both of them. <laughs> uh, so what would you say about this? Is it a liberal thing to be good at artists? Art? Well, I would say that, first of all, I think it's a shame that the definition of liberal <laughs> yeah. is to live and let live, and it's actually not what they do at all. So yeah, they've they hijacked don't. the word for sure. Yeah. Um, but they used to be about that when the conservatives ran the world, the Christians run, ran the world. Mm. Like we didn't, we didn't let them let it all hang out, be sex out of wedlock and all that stuff. And so we were not letting them live. We being the conservatives who came before me. Right. And maybe we clamped down too much. You know, the mama spirit took over the conservatives and we controlled them too much. Mm. So I don't know. But anyway, uh, so they flipped it on us, and now they're running. They're forcing us into the closet. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say this is probably going to sound like some sort of like a blaming victim thing, but they probably just get funded Yeah. the most. Right. Like, um, like it's interesting to even think about that, how like the Jewish comedians, um, I'm sure there's – a Jewish conservative comedian, but there are there are some. Yeah, but you relatively ba- you barely, you know. Yeah, you don't hear about it too much. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I just think that yeah, I, unfortunately, I think the companies are ran by um, these uh, radical liberal people that they choose to fund things that are going to yeah uh, be that and their employees. The squeaky-wheeled SJW, social justice warrior employees, run the show for them. You know, like the Netflix employees or Spotify employees or book publisher employees get mad when Jordan Peterson gets another book deal or uh, Joe Rogan. Jordan Peterson is, you know, not totally 
off the deep end liberal and on everything, right? Uh, Joe Rogan is halfway sensible on the transgender issue somewhat. Maybe a third of the way sensible. Maybe a quarter. Oh, one-tenth sensible. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all these different, uh, you know, the conservatives, the, or at least the sensible people, like they're not even allowed to have a, fa- a, a website. Like I've talked about Daily Stormer. I don't think you're familiar with them. But that guy is an interesting writer. Funny. He bashes Jews really hard. Like he might hate them. I'm not sure if he does or not. Maybe he doesn't. But he like criticizes them very tough. And so he's a white supremacist, so-called, according to them. And so they don't even let him have a website. So that's an example of so-called conservative, at least Christian creativity. I think he's a Christian. Andrew Anglin is the guy who runs that site. Uh, being clamped down, mm. shut down. Whereas if he were more palatable to the culture, he would be funded, I think. Yeah, 100%. I think... Uh, yeah. The truly independent ones are like the best ones, not the off-the-deep-end liberals. Go ahead. I interrupted you. No. Yeah, you're right. And unfortunately, it's probably because, now that I'm thinking about it, there's probably all these different, like, the reason why probably a lot of these companies do that is because maybe there's, like, you know, like, there's almost, like, some people make jokes about, like, tax write-offs for labels or, like, different companies. They sign you, and they're like, oh, it's just a tax write-off. They don't they don't even care. Oh, But yeah. maybe because of all the different social justice warrior, um, like, uh different uh i don't know just like maybe there's like cutbacks for them to be doing that to like be uh embracing all these different kind of messes right like the the you'll notice the government the mainstream media and these major corporations all like jump on this trend of supporting black lives matter the lgbt thing women you know propping up women yeah and so if you want to be successful in the mainstream you got to kiss up to that type of stuff yeah so like there's this guy i don't want to say his name but there's a guy that allegedly they gave him a bunch of money to fund other projects um but it's almost like they gave him the money just so that they could fund specifically like these types of things, you know, like, uh, yeah. and if it doesn't fit in that, then it's just like, well, you know, so it's just like how Trump said, you know, all you guys are up here controlled, right? I'm the only one that's, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's not wearing a skirt, like, you <laughs> right. know, that's not being manipulated by the money. Cause it's like, you just become the face of the money. Yeah. You're like a supervisor. Right. You're not even like running your own thing or making your own decisions. You just manage like the grocery store. I know, huh? It's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of like what you talk about where the the labels own your stuff and you. They kind of define, you know, as a musician artist, if you're signed with a label, like you kind of have to do what they say on certain things that you never would normally do. Yeah. Um, what a mess. Uh, there's a guy who was funny and he died within the last year or two or three. He was, I'm blanking on his name. 
he was a comedian and he talked about ah, what's that guy's name <laughs> but anyway he was like a really independent voice and he might have been a liberal in some sense but he was also a christian and he was he said stuff like he's famously said uh bill clinton kills people <laughs> something like that and he said that on the view Nice. And the ladies on The View were like, you can't say that. He's like, I thought it was a matter of record. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a murderer in the White House. <laughs> because, you know, I don't know, there's different people who've died in association with the Clintons. I didn't commit suicide. Uh, man, what's that guy? Norm MacDonald. Thank you, Chris. Over oh, on Facebook. yeah. Remember I love him? that guy. Yeah. Like, he's, a, he's like one of the, maybe one of the best comedians. Absolutely. And he was not a fall-in-line type of liberal. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's true. Even if he w- was on any level a, a liberal. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, too. Like, when you think about, um, you look at, like, a lot of art back in the day, like Michelangelo, Da Vinci. Yeah. And you're like, man, like, artists, uh, they used to care so much more about religion. Like, look, they painted the, yeah. this thing. But really... It's because the church was the yeah, yeah was yeah. the initial yep. uh, like in this sense record label or or backer right. So it's not necessarily that they were religious. It's just, it's just that's who was paying them at the time. Yeah, but it's almost like the Medici family or these different uh, families prior to kind of nowadays what's going on. Uh huh. It was at least more rooted in um in Christianity. Yeah. So it was like the people who were funding the artists uh at least had you know those uh views and those kind of like things. Right. And you know, it's gone way down into the toilet. I don't know if you agree with Jesse that the quality of the music is way down now. But um Jesse Lee Peterson, we're on his network. But uh the independence and the decency of the even if it was liberal back in the 100 years ago or 50 years ago 80 years ago has gone down like walt disney himself was i think more based than the disney output today the disney output today is kissing up to the the black uh reparations thing with that clip that we saw and walt disney i think walt disney was accused of being an anti-Semite. But back in those days in America, a lot of people did not really like Jewish people or at least their influence or their values or something to do with the Jewish people back then in the 50s and and way earlier than that even, 40s. It was not popular. The anti-Semitism kissing up, the kissing up to the notion of anti-Semitism was not the culture that it is today. And it wasn't so off the deep end liberal like... Walt Disney pushed somewhat of family values. Maybe he did it. Maybe he was subversive in it. For sure. And a liberal. And Henry Ford. Yeah, Henry they, Ford, they too. They were yeah. both. Um, yeah, they were both extremely criticized for those things. Um, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that first movie that came out in the, was it the 80s or 90s? Did you see the first one? I did. With Raphael? Classic. Yeah, total classic. I still am blown away by it. And Splinter, <laughs> the teacher... The uh, rat, the dirty rat, <laughs> he told the wayward teenagers or a young man 
or boy, all fathers love their children. Remember that? Wow. That's, if that was written by a liberal, that was like liberals who knew they at least had to kiss up to the notion of fathers and families back in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Nowadays, they, I mean, nowadays you will see that, a little bit of kissing up to that type of stuff in the culture. But it's like obvious lip service. But this one was, may have been lip service too, but it was not off the deep end liberal. Like, like it's kissing up to LGBT stuff and all that stuff today. Yeah, it's funny. It's almost as if Walt Disney, Henry Ford, um, and even, I guess, some could argue Robert E. Lee or any of these, like, controversial figures. Yeah. Kind of maybe predicted the future. Right. I know. Because huh? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Explain. Just like they saw something that most didn't see at the time or weren't worried about. And because they really were in the industries and they were they were responsible for pioneering, uh, especially Ford and Disney. Yeah. Um, what they were doing in America as Christian men at that time was like the biggest industrial, I mean, you know, like big right they did with creating america and stuff like that so these industries and they probably were in the end of knowing what's going on and seeing it starting to bubble or starting to see things and most people probably weren't uh maybe hip to it and uh you know that's probably a lot of that has some could say have come to fruition you know mog johnny i think he might be a liberal on my Twitch says, all the Disney films you liked as a kid are liberal messages. And that may be true. You know, there was this movie that came out in like 07, 08 or so called Grand Torino with that guy, Clint Eastwood. He was, an, he was an old man at that point. He's still old. Not too old. He's in his 90s, I think. <laughs> but anyway, he, it was about, uh, there was a video that came out and I talked about it on one of the more recent episodes where have you seen Gran Torino? I have, but it wasn't until you explained it one day. Right. <laughs> that I was like, oh wow. That, yeah. That's what it was about. So like it's this guy who went to war in the maybe the Korean War or Vietnam War. Old, sick, white, Clint Eastwood. And he's like this grouchy, tell it like it is person they called him some people called him racist he would pat asian kids on the head and you're not supposed to pat asian kids on the head because he didn't know better but it was funny and he did not like the hamong people coming into his community these asians they're mongs hamong people he called them hamong and riding the rice rockets right yeah 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 (laughs) The, (laughs) the rice racers these some of the Asians were gang members trying to steal from him. One guy tries to steal from him, and the mother makes him work for him to compensate for ha- having tried to steal from him. And so, like, he befriends this young man, and there's some blacks. He's like, what are you spooks up to? There's some blacks in the neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, he's just this tough old man who and he says, get off my lawn. And all kinds of different confrontations happen. But then his, his children are like spoiled whites who 
He doesn't leave his inheritance to them. He leaves it in his inheritance to the Hmong Asian kid who is more thankful for what he has in the ch- second chance that he got under, uh, under uh, Clint Eastwood. So then Clint Eastwood, at the end of the movie, if I can spoil it, you guys have probably seen it. Well, the end of the movie, I don't like the end of the movie. I like the whole rest of the movie, but the end. At the end of the movie, he pulls out a lighter when he's confronting these Asians who raped a fellow Asian woman. Uh, you raped your own people. He pulls out the lighter all fast like he's pulling out a gun. And they shoot him. And he's down like this and his arms outstretched. And he, uh, it's kind of like a um, Jesus thing, like he sacrificed himself. And I guess he got that self-sacrifice got them in trouble because they shot him and he was unarmed. So it was a murder or something. But uh, that didn't make sense to me. Like, I know, okay, maybe he was dying. It was suicide anyway. Suicide by, by watching or whatever Asian, ba- Asian band, Asian gang that was. But like he sacrificed himself and his inheritance to his children to the Asians who were taking over his neighborhood. Kind of like whites, a liberal message, right? Even though we think of Clint Eastwood as a conservative, but he's not. But he's not as off the deep end liberal, but sacrificing him, the whites, the old, out-of-touch whites to the young Asians who are taking over, or whoever, the, the diversity stuff. So yeah, you're right, Mog Johnny. It is a... It is a liberal, subversive message that has brainwashed men to be brooding, shy, uh, trying to chase sports and heroism and war and all that stuff, rather than being normal Christians, fathers, sensible. So we have been subverted by the liberals, even with the good, so-called good movies. But he's saying Disney specifically? Well, he's saying, yeah, Disney movies. Yeah, but if you think... Oh, you think about those love stories. Love story, that's not a, that's not a real value. That's a false value. Yeah, but if Love you, is not what you should be seeking out in life. That's true. But if you think about the stuff that when he was, like, really alive and kicking, like, the, right. the stuff that they're trying to ban Splash Mountain and the, oh, da- yeah. the Davy Crockett and the... Right. The, Song of the South, that's, that portrayed blacks as happy... Yeah, in the South, which was like, nice. That era of Good Disney point. stuff, where he was probably really—that's true. It wasn't so much love stories. And if it was, Maybe you know, he, he still got to make some money. He's, right? You know, he's still an yeah. uh, entrepreneur, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Trump. <laughs> but but I think for the most part, a lot of the movies, maybe when he was at the helm, were maybe probably a little more based. Probably or like so. Boone, David, David, David Boone. Oh yeah, Boone. Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. Yeah. You know, more America like. Frontier. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Mog Johnny says, yeah, 90s Disney movies were liberal messages. Yeah, true. Yeah, he gone. He was gone. <laughs> Wasn't he? I mean, yeah, I, I think, think he, he was long gone by that point. Yeah. The Little Mermaid. He'd be rolling over in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a shame, huh? What a disgrace. Terrible. Yeah. So, uh, should I watch Shawshank Redemption? Oh, man. <laughs> it's... It's an emergency. <laughs> like, we need to literally play it right now. Like, That's funny. You need to start it. It's unbelievable. 
Absolute classic. Is it true that that was written by Stephen King? That it was a book by Stephen King? I saw that in the... You saw that in the chat? Super chat, yeah. I saw that in the chat, too. Was it in a super chat? Well, first of all, let's... Should I show it? Sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you saw that in the chat that I put in there. Well, first of all, to say that it's the only Stephen King book that was made into a great movie is... I mean, The Shining is, you know... Stephen King did not like The Shining He didn't, but... But I like the shining movie. Him. Yeah. All right. I like the shining movie. <laughs> he you know, he's he didn't like it because I think Stanley changed it. Okay. He's Stanley changed, Kubrick changed it. He's changed it from the novel. Right. So maybe in that respect, but I didn't know that. I didn't know he wrote Shawshank Redemption, but Me neither. It's incredible. I've never read any of his books. But he's like a horror type of book writer, right? Yeah, and horror I, fiction. That's why I guess I wouldn't have thought about him for Shawshank Redemption, because it's right. not necessarily a horror yeah i mean i guess is it to, well to In be some level you know the white guy is falsely accused i think allegedly of uh-huh. murdering his wife or his ex-wife or something oh kind of like, like an oj simpson or the fugitive oj simpson <laughs> falsely accused <laughs> that's funny i've been watching a bunch of documentaries nice. but um but it's an incredible film okay you know it was spoiled for me because I don't know when it came out, but I didn't really watch movies in my college years. And this may have come out before I was in college. Maybe it came out when I was a little kid. I didn't watch. I remember uh, that one Holocaust movie with. Who's that action star who wanted to bludgeon a black bastard? Sorry, kids. (laughs) Walking around. Oh, Oh, yeah. The Taken guy. Yeah. The guy from The Taken. Yeah. He was in that movie with that Holocaust movie. Slow Schindler's movie. List. Pretty slow. Yeah. I didn't watch it when I was a kid, but I heard it was good, so I, like, I had it in the back of my mind. Oh, I want to watch that someday. So I watched it now that I know about all these Holocaust questioners or deniers or critics or whatever, truthers. But um, I watched Schindler's List recently, and I could see... But that movie wasn't spoiled for me because I had never seen any scene from it. People had made... You know, some Christian people had made points about it. But when I went to Azusa Pacific University, this Christian college, that movie was spoiled for me because the college president or university president liked to play clips from movies at the beginning of his little sermon preachy things at the beginning of chapel at the beginning of the year. So he played this clip, and I've seen it multiple times, where that actor whose face I don't like, the white actor in that movie, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I guess he escapes from prison at some point. And then he's like in the rain and has his hands up like this. I'm like, why would you do that? What's the appeal of doing that? I mean, I guess if you're indoors, you never felt the rain for years, maybe. But to me, it's like, this is not really tugging on my heartstrings. I don't know the context. I don't know this movie. And I don't care. And so like, I felt like he spoiled it for me. Yeah. So I don't feel like watching the movie anymore. <laughs> Well, if you saw what he had to crawl through. Uh, I think I remember them like digging with a spoon through a wall or something like that. Yeah. That's it, all I... But he, he has to go through some serious some serious stuff. Okay. <laughs> so I He mean, crawls through a sewer, bro, says Mog Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. I don't care. I guess you would want to like clean out your mouth with the rain. Yeah. At I that mean, point. Now, 
it conveniently raining yeah. as he gets out is pretty Hollywood. <laughs> and, you know, but... Poop. Yeah. Yeah. Sewer. Yeah. Poop. For a long time, he has to go through that. The Ninja Turtles, they didn't have to crawl through poop, even though they were in the sewers. Or maybe we just didn't know that it was poop. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> they cleaned that part up for us. It's symbolic, says Chris. Yeah, this symbolism stuff. Hollywood used to ban communists. Mm. And now they ban Christians. Amazing. Conservatives. <laughs> they've, gone, they've become what they hate. Upside down, Twilight Zone. Yeah. Morgan Freeman kind of plays Yeah, that's a, the other reason I don't want to watch it. More, I'm sick of Morgan Freeman. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm kind of sick of him <laughs> playing. He almost plays like God in every movie or yeah. like a, a form of... A righteous person. <laughs> you <laughs> well, like this righteous person in... Wasn't he in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? I watched that for the first time in a long time. probably played a God kind of character. Yeah. In Bruce Almighty, he literally plays God. Yeah, with uh, that one guy. Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he played a Muslim in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And I learned that Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was all this subversive, anti-white, anti-Christian type of stuff. Well, now I'm all sensitive about it, so like I overreact to the propaganda. But I did not feel propagandized or notice the propaganda when I was a kid watching that movie. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves has Kevin Costner in it playing Robin Hood. Solid guy. Shooting the arrow with the... Uh, fire in it but anyway yeah terrible there's a show that he narrates now that's on like the discovery channel or something talking about the universe and oh wow which one is narrating uh, morgan, morgan morgan freeman. freeman okay and he talks about how like even atheist scientists are now seeing that there's a molecule or an atom that they can't the god molecule the god molecule yeah, yeah. wow and um so he does like the voiceover. So he still even in that is kind of yeah. doing some sort of God impression. Playing like he's all righteous. Yeah. I saw a stand and deliver. Is it stand and deliver or stand by me? Stand by me is the one with him. He's this skinny teacher or uh, school principal who comes in and helps the bad kids. And he takes a knife from a guy who's trying to stab him. Nice. Different things. Gets it <laughs> in order. The stuff that I saw as a kid, I didn't realize was, all these things were Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it's kind of a liberal that's why I don't like him and he he kind of jumps into the racism thing a little too much for my taste yeah that's true Costner is a reject too just look at how he portrays MT and Americana and Yellowstone says Pro- prodigal son's angry bro I'm not familiar MT I forget I did hear that people were a little upset because a lot it, it almost plays as if it's like catering to conservatives and you know, yeah. Yellowstone. Fa- uh, Fox News advertising it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And something happened to where I heard that, yeah, people were a little... <laughs> Robin bit. Hood is liberal, says Boggs Johnny. Rob from the rich and give to the poor. Yeah. Yep. Interesting, man. Well, I appreciate it, yes, Hassan. Sir. Thank you. Man, we're almost up over here. Pardon me for that strange interlude. Let me play this. This is clip 17. I've been meaning to play this. Uh, purported Paris migrants brag and bait. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I need Nick for this? Nick, can you come in if you can? Pardon my French or this person's French or these people's French if there's cussing. I bet you that there's cussing. Cover your ears, French-Canadian kids who listen to the Hake Report, who understand French cuss words. Pardon my French means pardon my cussing. 
Nick, come in here if you can. I should have told you about this. Uh, Ramsey Paul tweeted this out, and Edwin 07011, hopefully this works, minute 13 seconds long. Migrants in Paris, France, threaten Marine Le Pen. Le Pen was like a Nash, or is, like supposedly this Trump-esque nationalist lady who tried to run for office in France, but the liberals are running the show. We are here to stay, and we are going to rape all the white women of Europe and behead all the men. We capture Europe. It's ours now. And these are young men uh, saying this stuff. Um, But you can't understand it because it's in French. So here it is. And uh, I don't know if Nick is going to be listening, but here it is. Listen to this. On remercie euh, tout le peuple africain pour cette canne. On s'excuse de, d'avoir mis le... Non, il n'y a rien. Il n'y a rien, pas, 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 pas du tout. Bonne ambiance, bonne ambiance. Film, film. Regarde, t'as vu, moi je suis tunisien. Je suis tunisien, c'est une belle Blacks. coupe d'Afrique. Même si on a Sorry. tous nos origines, on, on est tous de français. Ils sont pas les couilles. On leur montre. Ah, tranquille, 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 les gars. On leur montre. Regarde, regarde, filme tout autour de toi. Il y a des Algériens, il y a des Tunisiens, il y a des Marocains, il y a des Sénégalais, il y a ce que tu veux. Les flics, ils sont à un mètre. Il n'y a pas une bagarre, il n'y a pas une embrouille. Il n'y a rien qui brûle, il n'y a rien qui. Nous on est là, on n'est pas les gilets jaunes, on n'est pas les black box. Nous on est là et on restera là. Qu'on le veut, que les gens le veuillent ou non, eh, on est français, on est né en France, eh, écoute, mais on reste africain, ma gueule, et on va rester. On bouge, je te le dis, je te le dis, ça fait plaisir. Marine, Marine, on est là, ma gueule. On a fait plus vite que les Allemands, on a pris Paris en 3 heures. Les Allemands, ils l'ont pris en 24 heures en 1940. Et nous on est là, on n'a rien cassé, Marine. C'est pour toi, je t'aime, Marine Le Pen. Mario, t'es bonne. Look at these y- young guys. <laughs> Younger than Hassan and me. Oh, bragging and being. Kind of immature. And allegedly making these threats about this. Maybe they're joking around because we know that there's a lot of rape fugees and there's a lot of beheadings and stuff like that. Like, there was like a British guy or somewhere who like, was like butchered in the street by a Muslim black guy. Remember that viral image and video? And, you know, over in Europe and places, you can't carry guns. So, like, they, he did it with no recourse. What a mess. And I don't know that they literally meant that they're going to rape the white women and behead all the men and capture Europe. It's ours now. But they're just taking, they're just bringing, being braggadocious. They don't even belong there. They could be saving their own country, but no, they're going to take advantage. And can you blame them? Of the weakness of the welcoming whites. Refugees welcome. That's not refugees. Ridiculous. So-called migrants. In Paris, France. What a disgrace. Trump said, I wouldn't go to France because France is no longer France. And they've had crazy terror attacks in Paris. Multiple, multiple ones. Even one at a concert by that one woman who's like a black widow, American Looks like she's perpetually 13. Guys try to commit suicide over her or overdose over her. Um, At one of her concerts, I think, in Paris, truck attacks, all kinds of mess. And that mess happens here a bit. Ariana Grande, yeah, thank you, Nick. (laughs) Was there cussing in that, Nick? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, guys, we're past time. This has been the Hague Report. Super chat from Girlfriend. I may have missed the explanation, but why do you wear two watches? Why are you wearing two watches? And in the same wrist, or worst. <laughs> yeah, one is from uh, my former co-host, Esteban, and the other one is from It's the Real Mr. Mad. They're both Casios. I only wear it for the show. It gets uncomfortable afterwards. 
I, I wear it for Black History Month. It's my bling. It's to be cute, and it's just to be silly. And uh, it's funny because I keep on looking at the clock, even though I have this watch right here. So it's just to be funny. It's just silly hake, being silly. Just going to double, double check for Super Chats over here. Thank you, guys. Um, here's Phil Kage. Uh What's the track? Ain't got no. Thank you, guys. And adios, America. <laughs>